Happy Monday. Thanks for tuning into the Steve Dace Show free podcast here powered by CRTV. My name is Steve Dace. Thanks for subscribing to us via uh, iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher. Please share that link. Spread the word. Give us, if you like us, positive reviews. If you don't, don't don't give us any reviews because that would be bad. We love to know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Todd and Aaron are here with us. Before we get into today's podcast, we're going to take a deep dive on why the whole culture war right now is centered on NFL protests. Um, and we're going, to, we're going to address this seriously beyond just agate prop for both sides. Okay, we're going to address this. We're going to try to do our best to address it as adults. Before that, though, a little preview of today's TV show we just finished taping for CRTV today. Todd, what stood out to you? Well, I am going to uh, echo what... Aaron said on the television show, uh, if I might, Aaron, because I loved what you said. Uh, Bob Vanderplatz was on Monday, as he is most Mondays, but he was in Jerusalem the last two weeks, and he had some Holy Spirit power in him, just talking about making the main thing the main thing, how bad we are at that, and how it really is our own our only answer to fixing just about everything. It it it's must see television. Aaron, you want more clickbait? You bet. Doctors say this common household Steve can cure progressivism. <laughs> Working on that one all weekend, Aaron? And it's the picture associated with it is a completely out of context, super close up of Steve's forehead. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, that, that, was this, that was the thing as well um, that stood out to me is uh, we, we have to do, I think, a better job overall, not just us on this, on this show, in uh, me personally, especially because last week I was going full nihilist um, of really casting a, a better vision. It's okay to be positive sometimes, even the, in, a, in the worst of times. Um, I think the 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 only thing um, that can uh, I'm going to sound like a hippy dippy you know hipster Christian here, but it's it's true. I think sometimes in the darkest of times, the the only thing that we need, the only thing that can actually um, get people to listen to us is if we're actually casting a vision of what things things can look like, of what things can look like when, um, wh- you know, when we're uh, actually all together, casting a positive vision of, of the future and not just... Um, just dwelling in the muck and mire of uh, day-to-day life in this culture. And that's hard to do, and we do need to get down into the pit sometimes. Uh, but I think, personally, me, uh, that, that kind of, that, ch- that challenged me because um, that's not something that I'm entirely good at. That is an excellent segue, I think, to the conversation we're going to have today about the NFL deciding to make it sport ground zero for America's culture war. We'll get more into that in a moment. But hey, if you like what you just heard, teasing today's television show from Todd and Aaron, use that promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E. Go to CRTV.com. Do it right now. Use my name, D-E-A-C-E. You'll get a discounted subscription to not just our show, but all of the other great shows here at CRTV, including the great one himself, Mark Levin. And you get a free trial. If you try it and you don't like it, then it doesn't cost you anything at all to cancel during that time. And if an annual subscription up front is a little too rich for your blood at the moment, I get that. We offer monthly subscriptions for just $10 a month as well. So CRTV.com, promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E. So Saturday morning, gentlemen, I'm getting ready to go coach my son's flag football team. And it was a glorious day in the Dacer household because Noah is, became uh, the first Dace that I know of to score a touchdown in an organized football game. At least the limited family tree I have access to. I played for years and never was able to do it. Is he aware okay. he holds that level of scoreboard I, 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 on you? I, I, have I, you admitted yes, it to Yes, him? he is aware of that. Yes. Okay. And um, I'm getting set to go coach, you know, so I'm trying to figure out, you know, 
I've got one of those first world problems. You know, the coaches shirts they give us are those flyaway shirts, you know, with the dry fit cling. And it's going to be 100 degrees out there. And I'm like, should I wear a shirt underneath or not? You know, so I'm trying to decide all these things, catch them at college game day. At the same time, I'm on Twitter watching people react to Trump and his comments that he made about Colin Kaepernick the night before. And now this was at the Luther Strange rally in Alabama where he was looking to talk about anything other than Luther Strange. He said, yeah, I'm endorsed him. I don't really know him. Maybe I made a mistake. Let me move on to everything else. All right. And then he just riffed. He went Trump for the next hour. And I had, I had really just posted some stuff, not knowing how the NFL would react to this yet. It's Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, and just said, you know what, man? We were just about done with this. This this thing had jumped the shark. Other than the 6 p.m. Sports Center that almost no one watches, literally no one else in America was talking about this. No one else. And now we're going to have to put up with another few weeks of the nauseating sanctimony because Trump went there. That was kind of my reaction because we had not seen the full fallout of this yet at 10 a.m. Eastern on Saturday morning. I get a call out of the blue from a reporter at the Washington Post, a good reporter. Dealt with her before, good one. And she's working on a story about um, Trump's comments and saw my reaction. And because I've dealt with her and she knows I'm not one to typically give you your binary choice reaction, she was just kind of curious to get my reaction. And I, at that point, didn't have much more of a reaction other than I really wanted to be done with this topic and now we're going to dredge it all up again. I, my initial reaction was, thanks, thanks, Mitt Twomp. Thanks. We're going we're gonna to do the time warp again. We're going to do this another two weeks. That was my initial reaction. Okay? Now, I've had a much different reaction in the last 36 hours. You can thank the NFL for that, and we'll get to that here in a moment. But this was my initial reaction, and the first hint that I had that all the right people were going to have all the wrong reactions to this was the conversation I had with this woman. Now, I'm, I don't want to paint her as a caricature, and that's why I tell you things like, you know, I don't agree with Colin Kaepernick. I think it's disgusting he writes pig, cops or pigs on his socks, okay? And I think Black Lives Matters is a, is a front for cultural Marxists. I also, though, think he's given, I know for a fact, he's given more money to charity than 99.5% of the world's population has. So let's be very careful. There's that whole love your neighbor as you love yourself thing that's one of the hardest commandments to live up to. Let's be very careful about caricaturing everybody we don't like and agree with as a single-celled organism or a one-dimensional creature when we don't like it when they do it to us like they're doing right now. That's all. That's why, that's why I make these contrarian points. So that I think, I think empathy makes, helps us make our arguments better. Okay? Then just, yeah, well, you're Roddy Piper. I'm Bobby the Brain Heenan, man. Let's go. Let's get the microphones with me and Gene Oakland and get into our heat lamps and let's just go down our talking point list of check the box put downs. That, that, that's great clickbait, but that doesn't solve anything for the future for our kids. Every, you, hate doesn't beat hate, guys. It doesn't, it doesn't win anything. It just destroy, it helps destroy everything sooner. But in the, over the course of this interview, and I could tell by the way she was asking me questions. Her entire premise was she really believed Trump went to Alabama and went off on, on Kaepernick because he was black to a, to a mostly white audience in the South in 2017. And I said, well, what was his motivation for attacking Rosie O'Donnell? What was his motivation for attacking Lion Ted and Heidi and Heidi Cruz is ugly and little Marco and Rand Paul shouldn't be here tonight and crooked Hillary. I just mentioned you a whole bunch of people. They're not black. Jim Acosta, not black. Chuck Todd, not black. Maggie Haberman at the failing New York Times, not black. I just went on down the line. I mean, I, 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 I tried to explain to her, you're giving this guy way too much credit, man. He's looking for something else to talk about. Total, he is stream of consciousness incarnate. He's doing, he's just throwing a rod and reel out there. I got to fill an hour, an hour of time. The networks are here. I think Luther Strange is going to get his ass kicked on Tuesday. I'm going to, and everybody's going to write about, I have no political clout. So what else can we talk about here? He's looking, he's trying to change the subject. That's all. This is classic Trump. The reflex is a lonely child. How many times have you guys heard me and say this? he knows this? who you are better than you yes. do, apparently. And, and, yeah. and, and this went on. I, I think I changed shirts like three times trying to decide I'm going to wear an <laughs> undershirt. On it. And the conversation just kept going. Okay? Because I'm like, well, I sweat through this shirt or not. <laughs> You're saying this 
publicly right now. Yes. You realize that. Yes, because this conversation went on for nearly 30 minutes on a Saturday morning. And it was clear she just didn't understand what I'm about to say right now. And 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 all those and 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 she God bless her and I I'm not, she's a good reporter that's why I've dealt with her she had she asked good questions I'm not making her a straw man she clearly though even at, and she she's someone who has traveled with Trump and covered him for the last year off and on she clearly though doesn't understand what what America outside of of the people she surrounds herself really believes shocking she just doesn't been in that newsroom and it's not that she's a hack. It's, it, you, we know, we, we, you and I have been around enough in the, in the media. We know the hacks when we see them, okay? You don't call me with setup questions if you know me for more than three minutes. What happens, do you think, if you call me with a setup question? Uh, nuclear bomb. Yeah, I, I, I go all ice cube. I ain't the one. That's not happening, okay? You don't ever call me with your setup questions. Go find somebody else that needs the name ID more than I do. If you call me, you're going to get a conversation outside of your script. So the fact that she called me right away tells you this is, she may be insulated, but she's not just a hack looking for an angle. She's genuinely curious trying to figure out what, what's the play here. And I try to explain to her now, absolutely, he will, if, 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 if he throws bait out there like this and people take the bait and he sees that he can politically gain from it like he did on the immigration issue in our primary, well, then it's on like Donkey Kong. I did tell her that in the conversation. What proceeded to transpire for the next 36 and write it right during this conversation because you guys know me with my I've got to do 19 things at once well I'm trying to decide what shirt to wear having this conversation with her I'm also on Twitter and right when we're having this conversation Roger Goodell's statement comes out and I and I just looked at it and I just said to her because it was towards the end and I had to go I'm like, I'm like th- th- this is not the way to play the game you're going to lose He's, you're going to lose because that statement is divisive to a lot of people what Roger Goodell said you, you, we can't honor the cops in Dallas who were literally assassinated in broad daylight and open streets, but we can we can kneel before the anthem, even though it goes against the league's own rules to do so. You're 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 he's throwing a reel out there. He, he's, he is casting a wide net waiting to see who bites. And if nobody bites, Trump's just goes away. But if you bite, oh, you never get off the hook. And they bit bigly. And they are destroying themselves now. And I tried to get her to understand this. And at one point I even asked her, are you really trying to tell me you believe that all of the 65 million people that voted for Donald Trump are all racist? They had no other reasons to do what they did other than that. And I didn't vote for him. What would you say if I, and I tried, to try, I tried empathy. If I, told you, if I told you right now that I believe the 67 million people that voted for Hillary Clinton did so because they're all anti-Christian Marxists, what would you think of that caricature? I, it was literally like we, are, we were two reasonably intelligent, mature adults, but we were on, there was no language, we couldn't bridge the language gap. You know, I mean, we're both speaking English, using the same terms, but, but there is a, there's, there's, there's a chasm. So you this know? was your Jehovah's Witness thing again. Yeah, she I just mean, kept I, resetting and coming at yes, you. Yes, and I kept trying to find new ways to get right. her to understand what's going on. Because here's the reality. And we're going to get into this now. America's not with us either. Right. I mean, the, the American people want a healthcare system that gives them no regulation, but all freedom and universal coverage with low cost. The American people want, they think abortion's really icky, but they really don't want to do anything substantively to stop it from happening. I mean, that's what we are. I mean, if the Democrats led with freebies from government, the American people would just let them destroy the culture in the process. And, you know, we know that because we've watched the last 30 years play itself out. Lead with freebies, and, and, the, and the American people just want the freebies. and the, Give them the freebies and the flag, and you can just destroy their culture, rot it from the inside out. On Christmas their dime. every day, Santa and, Claus. Yeah, they won't, they won't care. But if you, lead with, if you lead with destroying the culture, the American people are going to destroy you. And that's what is happening right now. And so here's what I tried to tell her. I tried to take her back to the primary. Because if you challenge Trump in the primary and lost, like the team I was on did, you have seen this game plan before. All right? It's a mistake all 16 other candidates in the Republican primary made. It's a mistake the media made. It's the mistake Hillary Clinton made. Hillary Clinton tried to actually avoid making this mistake by not being on TV a lot. Remember we kept talking about this during the campaign? Sure. She was like, it was like, it was like Trump was running by himself. 
because they understood that. They, they understood that on his own, Trump is a terrible politician. I mean, not bad, terrible, terrible. He is loathsome, narcissistic, beyond unlikable, and, 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 and arrogantly uninformed. He's that family member that at Thanksgiving you dodge when you see them watching Fox News in the living room because you know, because he, he listened to a five-minute podcast from Alex Jones and he's watching the cryon on Fox. He knows every fact and that hidden fact. You hate that guy, right? You just avoid him. You know he's going to ruin every holiday, so you just don't go in the room when he's in there. You don't talk to him. And you watch the game on your mobile device in the basement to avoid him. That's Trump. That's Trump on his own. On his own, he is terrible. He's a con man who often gets caught with his knickers down, talking out of both sides of his mouth while saying nothing at the same time. But if you give him a straw man, he is the last freaking son of Krypton. He is the Dark Knight. With a straw man, he is un beatable because you can't out feckless him you can't out shameless him you can't out name call him if you give him a straw man he will own you and here's what happened he throws the reel out there friday night looking for something else to talk about other than luther strange gets caught up in the moment drops an sob and then just like talks about something else because he is stream of consciousness incarnate. He's just randomly emoting on stuff. But like a good con man, he tries to go match you with 25 different angles, knowing eventually you'll buy one. It's one of the oldest tricks in sales, right? If I just if I cold call enough people, are they eventually going to say yes, Todd? Someone will right. say yes, right. right? If I knock on enough doors, someone will eventually say yes, right? If I hit on enough chicks, one will eventually say yes, right? The odds are with me. Someone will say yes. I just need to be shameless enough that I don't mind hearing no a million times. Most people, though, can't do that, can they? No. Most people hearing no once, they shrink and shrivel up. If you don't mind hearing no a million times, you can get by on so much in life because eventually you just, hearing no, you're numb to it, and eventually someone will just say yes. This is his bankruptcy theory. Yes. Like, well, whatever, I'll yep. move right past just it. Just move right past it, yes. So throw out, pontificate on this, that, and the next morning, the NFL, do 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 they take the chum they say they 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 grab the bait and then like the parasite he is if you take the bait he will latch on and drain you crooked hillary of all life and when he saw how the nfl reacted he doubles down triples down on twitter triples down yesterday again Because while even most Trump voters think the guy's nuts and or dishonest, they are way more rightfully fed up with, if you disagree with me on anything, you're a racist or a fascist. They're just done with it. They've, they've had enough. They're not, they're not tolerating it on any level at all anymore. Anymore. And they won't, they won't take it from their favorite NFL star. They won't take it from their favorite movie star. They're, they're done. They, they are just... Um, a non-Berkeley America is the I can't even millennial chick right now. They can't even anymore. They're simply not tolerating this. They booed this. the New England Patriots. Yeah, they're, they're just, they're not doing this anymore on any level. They don't care who you are. Care how many Super Bowl rings you have, right. how many Emmys you won, how many Academy Awards you have, uh, how many how many times they, they hit it with a hot chick to your hit song. They are not tolerating this anymore. They're just not. They just, they, they are the Phil Collins, I don't care, any mo-wo. They're not having it. They're just not. They're fed up with, if you don't want America to be California or Manhattan, you're a racist or a fascist. They're done. They are fed up with, you know, I just don't know that I agree with the healthcare views of the primetime lineup at MSNBC. Well, that means you're a bigot. They're done. They're just done. You've, they are finally angrier than the left is. And they have had it. They have had it. One in four, let me give you, here's another reason why. One in four NFL player, one in four fans of the NFL, according to the NFL's only own demographic research, only 25% of NFL fans make over 100 grand a year. The average NFL player makes about 2 million a year. That means 75% of NFL fans are probably living paycheck to paycheck, if not more. This is your reward to yourself 
to get to get pissed that you didn't play the right guy in fantasy football again this week. To realize that that Dace is right, the Detroit Lions, as they proved again yesterday, only exist as a franchise to clarify obscure rules. Okay? Did you guys even know about the 10-second runoff rule till yesterday? No one knew the rule. Now you know. We are a we are the NFL's public service announcement. That's why we're here. Okay? You watch because this is your reward for everything you put up with working 40 hours a week for a live in Alabama. That's what you do. And then to sit there and watch these guys bow and refuse to stand for your national anthem while they stand for the British anthem. That's what the Ravens and Jaguars did. And you're like, you know, I know I went to public school, but didn't we fight a revolution to be free of those blokes? Are you effing kidding me? There's a lot of people sitting at home that are all like, you know, I think cops are racist and I think single-payer healthcare is the way to go that are really pissed about this. There are. You are, how dare you tell the people paying most of your salary that if you just want your football games left alone, you can say whatever you want. LeBron James has called Donald Trump every name in the book. Nobody boos him when he shows up in a Cleveland Cavaliers uniform. And didn't Trump win that state by like nine points? Okay. Um, but heaven forbid LeBron James turns the playing field and, and the NBA sideline into it. He will get booed too. People are tired of it. They are fed up with this. So we played two clips today on the TV show. One of them was this montage from CNN going around Soldier Field with Steelers talking to Bears and Steelers fans. And you and, and we made this point on the TV show today. If CNN could have found a fleet of... Sh- now, we're in Chicago. What do you think the percentage of Hillary vote was in Chicago? you think 70? think she had 70% of the vote in Chicago and Cook County there, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, at least... Don't you think if CNN could, CNN of all people, if they could have found a whole bunch of folks sitting outside a soldier field who were like, I just think this is the greatest expression of social consciousness I've ever seen. Don't you think that we have seen 10, 15 of those, don't you think? I'm as certain of that yes. as the sun rising. Yes. How many did we see in the montage? Zero. Why do you think that is? None. There weren't anybody. That's why. This is in the middle of one of the top five metropolises in the United States. Yes. Brian Kilmeade on Fox this morning is right, too, when he said Trump's comments over the weekend and the way he continued to fan the flames made it worse. He's right. But you have to ask yourself, what's the, it, what is the goal? If the goal was us moving beyond this as a country, then Brian Kilmeade is correct. This makes it much worse. But if your goal is to score political points, guys, Trump is Georgia Tech, coached by one of the greatest college football coaches of all time, whom they named the Heisman Trophy after. And the left is Cumberland College, the most lopsided score in the history of college football, 222 to nothing. And I think he just, yeah, they just scored again. He is routing them, routing them. Now, I recognize what's happening here because I've known the guy for years. This is my first rodeo. Listen, you got to get it pretty early to fool Steve Dace. He fooled me once. He fooled me twice. He threw me three times, four times. The ninth time I finally figured him out, guys. I got this now, okay? So don't tell me, don't tell me that I'm not smart. I'm SMRT. He got me like eight times, but the ninth time I finally figured it out. This guy's base is revolting against him. He's looking for chum in the water to throw out there to get people that are like, why the hell is he endorsing Mitch McConnell's guy, right? Right. So that's why he's throwing it out there. All of a sudden, the stories prior to this in Trump world were Seb Gorka going to Alabama, Steve Bannon going, weren't those all the stories in Trump world? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Media, yeah. Washington Post, New York Times reporters are calling me. Hey, Wall Street Journal reporters calling me. What do you think about Trump endorsing Strange and all of Trump's people are, that was the narrative. And, and I was getting reporters asking me, well, how much do you think this impacts his political capital if, if, if Roy Moore pulls this out? This is one hell of a way to change the topic, not just from that. But, you know, we opened up the TV show today ragging about how the Republicans haven't kept any of their promises. I think Trump, how many has Trump kept? One? Border enforcement stronger? What else has he kept in eight months? Can you think of anything else? Well, Neil Gorsuch, he actually wasn't even on the heritage list. So that's a technicality. So he's not much better at keeping his promises than the GOP is. Are we talking about that right now? 
No. 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 Now, I recognize this is a con. I would like to rise above it and move beyond. But you know why I can't? Because the reactions the left is having to this are so anti-American. So radical. I have a moral obligation with the platform I have. I have to respond to that. I have to. I, and I have to do so knowing this is all a game. It's all kabuki theater. It's all a scam. But when we have a situation where the, the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers publicly criticizes his own player for breaking with his teammates and going out to the national anthem, and that player did not one, not two, but three active tours of duty in the Middle East, that's bigger than whatever Trump's latest con is. We can't allow that yep. as a country. That can't happen. You're not allowed to do that, coach. No. How dare you? How dare you? And if you wouldn't like it if some redneck from backwater Georgia lectured you as one of the few black coaches ever in the NFL on the state of race relations, think he'd like that all that much? No? Well, then how dare you lecture a veteran who risked his life for you three times about showing reverence for the anthem? No. No. Not allowed. You cannot do that. And if that's going to be their reaction, then this is much bigger than Trump now. You didn't have to. When Trump rattled his zipper, you didn't have to come hither. You chose to. You chose to raise your hand and say, yeah, we're the douchebags he's talking about. That's us. What's my old saying? When you throw a rock into the pack of dogs, the one they yelped is the one you hit. You didn't have to. You didn't, they didn't have to do this. They could have let it go. But they chose to play this game. And if I was running Trump 2020, I wouldn't even tell him, don't even campaign in Pennsylvania. Save your time. Here's, we're going to put $25 million, and we're just going to run the ad of Villanueva coming out for the anthem and being criticized by Mike Tomlin. We're just going to run that for two and a half years. Every spot break we can buy for $25 million. Every commercial break we can buy all st- all throughout the state for the next two years. Done. You win. At some point, the left guys is going to have to decide if winning elections is more important than um, photo ops for Jamel Hill on the 6 p.m. Sports Center or tenure at Berkeley. They're going to have to make this decision. Because these, their high, their, their tone-deaf sanctimony is the best get-out-the-vote operation Trump has. And they have way crossed a line with this. They have literally said, Trump is on the side of the flag. Remember when we watched the 2016 Democratic Convention? Remember? Do you remember what set me off about the convention, guys? Do you remember what set me off? Yeah, because Hillary got to the right of Trump. She took all the patriotic imagery. Trump's yeah. up there talking about I'm your I'm your I alone can solve panacea. They're up there with waving con- throwing out constitutions, right. waving the flag. He just handed patriotism to them. Because I understand, as do all of us, how powerful that symbolism is for ninety percent of Americans, regardless of their political leanings. And the left is literally and the National Football League are literally saying to Trump. Remember how mad I was about the Republicans giving all that symbolism to the Democrats that night? Remember that? Mm-hmm. The left and the NFL are now saying to, the, to Trump and his base, you know, you guys can have all that. America, great. America's great stuff. It's all you, man. You can, you can own that. Uh, we'll be over here trying to get, you know, uh, tenure at Berkeley. You can have that. That's why they're being routed. Thoughts on what I've said so far, Todd and Aaron? Well... Broadly, I think what you're just people like to have shadow government conspiracies, but everything you laid out, there is a shadow government and it is this thing, but it's it's right out there for everybody to see. It is the thing that is dictating so much of the way we think, feel, orientate ourselves to our own government. The actual government is there doing what it does, uh, often very badly, um, but the shadow government isn't anything nefarious. It it is this thing that gets dialed up to 11, and, and, and as Steve said, you want to ignore it and make it go away, but it's so toxic, it's so blasphemous, at some point, the grown ups in the room just have we have to, to say, address it. You know, it's it. like being a parent. You know, there's it's some clear, things it, with your kids. It, it's you clear we want Trump to use this vitriol on Planned Parenthood. That right. matters in life. Yes. 
All the while this has been going on, they killed 3,000 kids yesterday. They're going to kill 3,000 kids today. They're going to kill 3,000 kids tomorrow. That's where I would like my attention to be. But when the other side is going to use the platform of Trump's NFL comments to openly show us what led to Planned Parenthood happening in the first place, we have to confront that. We have to address it. It's not the battlefront, guys, I would prefer we would be on. But if this is where they want to have the existential battle, I'm I'm in. Let's let's have it. And in that vein, uh, the... The Pittsburgh lineman's name, Villanueva, correct? I forget his first name. Everybody, look at what that man did and ask yourself, if I'm not doing that in my own life, why? Because that's where the choices are right now, in ways great and small. You've got to be making that decision in for your country uh we talk about all the time in terms of revival in terms of standing up in your church and not letting that get hijacked by progressivism you have no choice you can't sit on the sidelines are you Villanova? are you with him or are you not yeah i mean we used to have a tagline on the uh, on the radio show uh back when we had one um we're not trying to win an argument we're just trying to start one well trump is starting all kinds of stupid arguments but it's the left in this country who's actually taking it all the way and dialing up the stupid to 11 to the point as you just articulated that we have to address it at that point so at some level great um thank you mr trump uh for for that uh even though it's it's having the effect of causing a lot of people to lose something that they really enjoy uh, having as a pastime, and that's NFL football, at least at least for now, or at least not enjoying it as much. But at the same time, all of this that we're talking about, although it needs to be addressed, I completely agree that with that. Even the most vitriolic comments, all of this still seems to me to just be Cheez-Its from Vendoland. Imagine if Trump used the same bully pulpit he used Mm -hmm. on Friday night to actually campaign for a month, go to the Alabamas and the Georgias and the Floridas of the world and really rile up support for tax reform and then actually cut middle classes taxes. I mean, think think of the majority that anybody with an R after their name would have for a generation. Yep. If he actually used this. Instead, we get these stupid comments from Trump, which all I mean, it is it's forcing the left to show us who they really are. So at some level, as I said, we need to be thankful for that. But at the same time, think of what he is wasting. Think of the uh, political capital that he's seemingly just wasting that could be used for something that's more than just setting up these, quite frankly, stupid pissing matches between Neanderthals on the left and hypocrites on the right and vice versa. Case in point of what you guys were just talking about. So many of the things I just laid out, I've been posting piecemeal on Twitter this morning. And I keep trying to tell people on the left, if... If your only argument is, if you disagree with me, you're racist and fascist, I, then then you don't understand how this guy conned his way to the presidency, and he will exactly. beat you worse in 2020. Exactly. He will beat you worse, I promise you. I promise you he'll beat you worse. So, right away, like a Pavlovian dog, this guy named Jerry Saltz, and I looked him up. He tweets to me, and I'm like, but hey, you guys continue. You do you. You continue going down the road. Maybe you'll get more votes. In, maybe you'll get 85% of the vote in Seattle instead of just 74 next time. Won't change a single outcome, but... You do you. And he says, you and you white nationalist. How many shows have I done decrying white nationalism? How many do you think? Every time it's been necessary. How many times have I done it on national television when I've been on? How many times have I done it on my Twitter account? And this guy, by the way, he follows me on Twitter because he trolls me all the time. Okay. How many times? How many times have you heard me argue against nativism? His response back to me was, and you white nationalist, far right nativist, you do you. So I finally looked up this guy because he shows up in my timeline all the time. I looked him up. He's got a half million Twitter followers. He's an art critic for New York City Magazine. And I just, I just read, I said, you are the straw man he's looking for. You're it. You're it. That level of sanctimonious arrogance. If you dare to disagree with me, highly enlightened art critic at New York City Magazine with a half million Twitter followers, then you, Bubba, down there in, uh, in Mississippi, you're just a far... Who, who, by the way, Bubba can't probably spell nativist, okay? Probably can't spell it, okay? 
in between reality show viewings on Netflix binges. Probably can't spew. He's got to Google it, guys. Got to Google nativist. What the hell's a nativist? I don't even know what that means. Ma, hold my beer. I got to Google nativist. He doesn't even know what it means. But the fact you're going there, let me tell you something. If you were, if you thought Bubba brought everybody, everybody at the NASCAR race with him to vote for Trump last time, they're going to vote three times next time, guys. Three times. Okay? Three times. Why do you think, what was the one sport that came out and said over the weekend, if you don't stand for the national anthem, you're gone? NASCAR. Why do you think they did that? They know their audience. They know their audience. That's why. See, what's happening here is the NFL either doesn't know its audience or wants its audience to be something that they're not. You can't do that. This is the mistake the Republican Party makes all the time. Well, I think one of the reasons why I got away with not being a Trump shill when so many other paid a price is because I had already established a contrarian brand. People already knew if you're going to read and write what I say, if read and listen to what I say, it's not always going to be fit into your script. And they weren't used to seeing that from a lot of other people who apologized and lied for George W. Bush and Republicans for a year. Mitt Romney never flip-flopped. All of a sudden, Trump shows, oh, he's a liar. Well, how come Mitt Romney, when we caught him on tape flip-flopping, all, he, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why they got thrown under the bus. They all of a sudden decided Donald Trump was going to be where I'm going to draw the line on character and politics. Well, why didn't you draw it on Mitt Romney and, you know, how many times we catch him flip-flopping? Why didn't we draw it on George W. Bush? I'm going to suspend the free market to save it. You didn't draw it on them, so now you, now you want to draw it on my guy? Oh, I get it. The guy, that, the, the, how did people take that? I get it. The guy that comes from your accepted GOP faction could just lie away. But the guy that comes from the one I like, we don't get away with it. That created enmity. That made people even tighter with Trump was that hypocrisy. And I think that's why a lot of those people paid for that. On the other hand, everybody knows I'm not likable. So they weren't shocked. They weren't shocked. I can't stand that guy anyway. So I don't care what he says. I'm, not, I'm used to not agreeing. I'm, I wasn't, this was, I didn't say anything about Trump any differently than what I said about Bush or Romney or the rest of those guys. But most of these people did. Most of these people did have different things to say. And that angered Trump's base and made him even more loyal. The Republican Party has tried for years to either pretend their customers are not who they are or to make their customers whom they would prefer them to be. And that's why there is so much division within the Republican Party. You must serve the customers you have, not the customers you want them to be. I, I know coming in that even if you are a, a very loyal Trump supporter, if, unless you're sadistic, if you're watching or listening to me, then you're, you have a level of critical thinking that otherwise, if, you're, if that's not who you are, I, I lost you a long time ago. It would be bad for business for me to now even become a Trump shill if I tried because I built an audience of people that don't want that. Either because they either don't like Trump or they are, they are tired of, they want more critical thinking. If I went against my own audience, what would happen to us? Trouble. Trouble. What is the NFL doing right now? They're going against their own audience. That's what they're doing. They're going against their own audience. See, the dirty little secret of why Hannity and Limbaugh and others didn't go after Trump is because even if they had, they could not have taken him out. Because much of Trump's base is so tired of the Paul Ryans of the world when they get on television, not only not defending them, but acting like they're ashamed of them at the same time. That That's why Trump only has to just speak up for him. Because that's all they've ever gotten, guys. Trump, and this is one of the things I tried to explain to this reporter. Trump isn't keeping almost any of his promises to these people. But before they were getting no promises, and I'm ashamed of you publicly at the same time, at least Trump stands up for him. That's, that's better than nothing. They're, they were getting nothing before from the Republican Party. Literally nothing. They weren't keeping their promises, and I go out in the media, and I'm ashamed of you. At least Trump stands up with us and isn't ashamed of us. And that's where that loyalty comes from. The NFL had that. They are risking it. And, as I, and when you look at the ratings down again, including now from a year ago, major double digits in major market games, the Giants in Philadelphia, two of the top five markets in the country, number one and number four, I believe, down 16% from last year. Bears-Steelers, that, those, Chicago, the number three market, ratings down from last year. Fox and NBC, their ratings went down double digits across the board. 
And by the way, in the last 24 hours, do you know what the number one selling jersey in the National Football League is? A heretofore previously unknown offensive lineman from the Pittsburgh Steelers named Villanueva. The guy who walked out of the locker room and came out for the anthem. Meanwhile, you've got the spokesman for the NFL who used to work for Obama. The president needs to understand. No, no, this isn't about the president, bro. Because you know what? Donald Trump could choke on applesauce in three minutes. And all the people pissed off about you using their game for a stupid protest anyway. What the hell is this accomplishing? You know what, man? I, I, do, I, I did 100 kettlebell stomach crunches today. I can't get rid of the love handles. But then I took a knee and they all went away. What the hell is this even accomplishing? Do you even know? Where did we come into a world where genuflecting reverence was now a protest? Do you know? You're the Catholic on the panel. Can you explain this to me, Erz? And when did this happen? You probably saw this and thought, I thought this was mass. This is the protest? Genuflecting reverence is the protest now? The, 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 the very so, look of it is dumb. Somebody on Twitter actually said, oh my God, Trump pulled it off. He's getting everybody yeah, to kneel Matt before Walsh. him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If, That's if just, Trump the whole started, thing yeah. is dumb. Go ahead, Aaron. Well, if Trump started to say that, like, wow, this is all just a joke to get you guys to bow the knee to me, that would stop tomorrow, all of this. It's true. And that's they, why this has erupted. It's because you've, you're taking away one of the last things we had. Now, the left hates the NFL. I've talked about this for years. I've done shows on this here. They can't stand masculine-driven meritocracies. They want to see the NFL blow up. They're fine with it. It hurts people's heads, Steve. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. CTE, all that. I mean, that's their ticket but that, to, but that's, to destroy. But, but, yeah. That's what you're yeah, saying. If you let your kids play football, right. they're going to end up like Aaron Hernandez. Yes. Yeah, because apparently he, had, like, he was never a he's, thug or anything. Yeah, he's, on the he's the field. only person who's ever murdered That's what's remarkable. He went, he, went, he went right from altar boy yep. to, uh, to yep. serial killing gangster because he uh, took a head-to-head shot on a football field. That's, yep. That narrative is going on in the very same week as the, the, these people are just, they're schizophrenic. Yes. But people, but see, the thing is, they 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 would rather take the, take football down with that argument, but people don't care. Most of people are like, well, you know, what? I'm a roofer. I could fall off a roof tomorrow. That's how I feed my family. And I and guys get play. I like to watch football. So you know what? If you if you're worried about head injuries, then don't play. Just like if you don't want to fall off a roof, don't be a roofer. That's how. That's what most people. Most people don't care. So they they couldn't they couldn't take football down with what they would prefer the argument to be. Correct. So they're going to use this one instead. Just total Marxist agate prop. And now you get all these players standing out there playing right into it. Why? Because they're millennials. I hate to say this. I go out of my way not to make generational gener- generalizations, except for baby boomers. And then I do it a lot because they're the generation that destroyed the country. But um, in this case, I'm going to. What you're watching is the millennial generation play itself out. The group think. One person's, one person's on a social justice cause, so we all must do it. And of course, while we're all claiming, I'm not, I don't belong, I don't, I don't join organized religion. I don't belong to a party. I'm on my own. I'm a critical thinker. While I'm doing everything everybody else does to be a follower. And then the one person, Villanueva, who even knows what his politics are? And that's the point. Does it matter to you? That's the one freaking thing I hate about all of this. We would have been better off if we would have not known uh, Mike Tomlin's poli- uh, politics. Because yep. you know what? Nobody cares. And it doesn't really matter anyway. doesn't matter. But now we do. Yep. And then the one, the, the one guy who does actually do the millennial thing. I'm going to be my own person, man. Nonconform is contrarian. Is the Villanueva guy for the Steelers. And now he's a traitor to his own teammates. What th- This is, you, you're watching, they got muscles on pond muscles. Bigger washboard ads than smiling Joel down in he, the vicar of Houston. But you know what they still are? Inside the shells of these Adonis-like bodies. Still a bunch of snowflakes. Hey, that nasty thing about me. We're not sons of bitches. That's not who we are. And we're going to come out here. And all of our, in fact, we're not even going to come out here now. We're 300 pounds with 5% body fat. And I throw myself at an 85 mile per hour clip at another grown ass man 60 times, at least 16 weeks out of the year, but I can't handle what he said. We're not such a bitches. I can't believe he called it that. I'm not even coming out for the anthem. I'll show you. I'll show you, Mr. Trump. Yeah, I'll stick it to you, dumbasses. One and all. One and all. 
And somebody, I don't care how big you are, you're never too big for your daddy to take his belt off and break his foot off in your backside. Because there, there's a whole lot of young men, a lot of boys who can shave in those shoulder pads who needed a trip behind the woodshed over the weekend for th- that act. Pathetic. Pathetic. An insult to manhood is what it was. That's not even, you want to get back at Trump, that's not even what you do. The whole thing, the whole thing, it's just a terrible look all across the board. I'll let you guys have the closing comments. Well, you when you turn in to watch your sports and you still hear it, when you hear a guy like Billy Crystal talk about watching Mickey Mantle, hey, we realize that ultimately these are grown men playing boys' games, but we all want to be... I mean, it's why we like superhero movies. We, we want to see that archetype in action. And sports heroes uh, maybe are the lowest form of that, but it's still a pretty cool one. And it's pretty harmless at the end of the day. So we love that. And so until the progressives understand that there's no way Colin Kaepernick can pull that off, n- n- not because of his uh, race, not even necessarily because of his issue, because of his total misunderstanding of the optics of this situation and the, and that being the total lack of respect for his audience yes. and the country yep. he lives in that gave them the opportunity. It doesn't matter if he's white, brown, purple, he'll never get it. But a guy like Villanueva, I have no idea what this guy's past is. But you know what? They saw... The guy that puts on shoulder pads and a colored jersey and spandex, you know, the superhero costume, they saw it for real. They saw it for real. And they will go into a dark alley with that guy, and they'll never go down it with Colin Kaepernick. That's exactly right. This isn't about being race-baited. For goodness sakes, is Colin Kaepernick the first athlete to race-bait us? No. Because, you know, Muhammad Ali... Boy, man, it really, he got really punished for, you know... I mean, America just hated him. Did we just have a state funeral for the guy? Right. I mean, come on, man. It's about the fact that's what you said. You're invading my space now. You came to my home. Yes. Walked into my home. Took advantage of my hospitality. I'm handing you money. I'm giving you money. I ought to be giving to my kids. I'm putting on my fantasy team and calling 1-800-BETS-OFF and they give me 4-1 to odds. I could stop watching the NFL this weekend. I'm giving you what I should be giving my wife and kids and your response is to call me a racist and interrupt and insult my own, my own patriotic symbolism? That's what this is yeah. about. And the deal with them is, you know, everybody does. We, we go, we wake up when we wake up, we go to work, we work hard, and yeah, we resent a little bit. You know what? It's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous you make as much as you do. But you know what? I'm entertained by that. I can look the way, other way at a lot of things. But yeah, now this is the line in the major league. You know, you do this in somebody else's yard. You, bark, you strip down buck naked and you bark at the moon. You know, I guess you, that's your own thing. But you do it in my front yard. Yes. No. Aaron, you get the last word. And if I was unfair to your generation, nope. by all means, nope. smack me back. Nope. This is where your nope. favorite Aaron comes yes. in right here, I think. Uh, I wish you would do that generalization more often because that generaliz- uh, generalization is uh, actually true, I believe. This is, Speaking of barking, Todd, um, the American people, and we, we, we talked about this, and you talked about it a couple weeks ago, Steve, uh, when you were on uh, CNN and uh, MSNBC about... How the American people just feel like, when's it going to be my turn? Uh, When's it going to be my turn to actually, uh, when's somebody going to represent me? The American people, most of middle America right now feels, I think, like a dog that has been kicked and kicked and kicked. Mm. And eventually that dog is going to bite back. He's going to turn on you. And we thought maybe that's what happened with with Trump uh, getting elected and winning um, and maybe it was, maybe that's all that we can muster up right now to get a message to uh, the you know 15% of counties that Hillary Clinton won that this is not, your America is not our America. It's not the real America. But what we're seeing right now, I think, is truly, uh, truly going to be the uh, consequence for all these smart set for all of these quote-unquote elite, what we're seeing right now is just a foreshadowing of the consequences that they are going to have to take for ignoring most of America for decades. Yes. 
I, that's perfectly said. And the re- and and and, be- and what you just said is why they're his. They are his best get out the vote effort, because this is what causes even people like me who recognize he's a con, recognize there's no there there, nothing's happening. You know, I had a friend of mine who works at um, at a pro Trump and uh, uh, endeavor. We'll call it. Said, "Gosh, this is masterful. I wish he would do this on Pelosi, but we both know he won't. No, he won't. We know this." He won't. He won't. But this is why, despite knowing it's a con, knowing that he wouldn't do this on stuff we really, really care about, this is what drives his voters anyway. Because when you see the way the other side reacts to even his fake fighting, his shadow boxing, his Twitter trolling, and you see how instantly, instantly they cut themselves and it's pink. As in pinko. And you just sit there and say, I, uh, hell no. That can't happen. I mean, that can't happen. This guy may kill us in four to eight years. These guys are going to kill us. And this could be instant rice. We're dead in 60 seconds, man. The water boils, we're done. At least the frog in the boiling water might be able to jump out. These people, they kill on contact. We can't, that country can't exist. We'll all be speaking Arabic by the time my kid gets to spring semester. I get that. I totally get that. I totally get that. And that's why they're the best friends he has. He finds the right spot to poke them. They show their true colors, Cindy Lauper, every time. And people are just like, I know he's nuts. I know he's a liar. These people will end us. I mean, that, that just can't. I, I, I can't in good conscience just sit here and not feel like I did nothing while they, while they openly told me we're going to end you. To the point now they now they are dropping deuces on my favorite sport. I can't abide that. Because nothing is yours. That's they right. are locusts. They don't right. say, you like your father are now yes. mine. They believe every inch of our lives. This is why I'm getting from healthcare, from cradle to grave. We're gonna decide when you breathe and when you don't. Everything is preach. Theirs preach the yes. agate prop will continue until marxism rules indeed that's a good place to end it don't forget promo code days to watch today's television show hopefully you enjoyed this podcast if so share it far and wide thank you for subscribing on iheart itunes and stitcher as well back at it again tomorrow until then john 317 Steve Dace. I like you.